Our entire world has changed in the blink of an eye. And now more than ever, it's crucial for leaders to rise up and use their voice in very, very impactful ways. That's what I'm talking about in today's episode is the incredible importance and power in your voice right now with regards to how you want to make people feel. Today we're talking about when it comes to your voice, what's in your way and what can you do vocally to bring out the best in people right now. Your voice leads, your voice makes us feel, your voice has tremendous power in this moment. I think you're gonna like this episode and I don't want you to miss a minute. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Goodwin, and I'm so glad to have you with me today as always. Thank you so much for your shares and your downloads and for being a subscriber. I love being on this voice journey with you, and I'm glad you're here with me today. Wow. How life has changed. I don't know about you, but does it feel like does it feel like everything changed overnight? I mean, I was aware of what was going on. It was definitely on my radar. You know, my next door neighbor, I mean, he was on it. Like as soon as the this whole thing first started, he was stocked up, ready to go. So I don't know that I wasn't paying attention because I feel like I was paying attention. I definitely had it on my radar. My son's school was one of the first to shut down very quickly. But it just seemed like overnight, everything changed. Everything changed, just like poof, overnight. And I know it wasn't overnight because I was watching it. I actually have students that are from China. They had been in China. They had to fly back from China. So it was definitely, you know, I was aware of what was going on. But things have really changed. And I do believe that we're going to get back to a normal. It probably won't be the same normal. But you know what? That's okay. That's okay. And I'm not being a Pollyanna, but everything works out the way it's supposed to. And I believe that everything works out for my good. That's what I choose to believe. And I used to not believe that way. I used to believe nothing was going to work out. And you know what? Nothing worked out. And then I worked with a bunch of subconscious reprogrammers. And now I believe that everything is always working out. And you know what? Everything is always working out. So I sat around thinking, how can I serve? How can I rise? How can I help? And I came up, well, so far I've come up with two things. I know I'll come up with more. And today what I'm going to do, I'm going to tell you 
about one thing, but today what I'm going to do is I'm basically going to go through the live training that I just did on leading with your voice. That was one of the things that I thought about that I could certainly help you with. How your voice plays such a critical role in what's going on and how you're communicating with people, your teams, your family, your clients, your prospects. And some of the things I'm going to talk about, you've heard me talk about before, but I want to just go through this training that I did and and give you some hardcore techniques that you can work with in the coming days and weeks and months as you have to deliver difficult conversations and have difficult, you know, talk to clients, customers, every way you're going to use your voice has changed in many, many ways because people's temperament is different. Now, very quickly, though, I want to tell you another thing that I'm doing. I have, I thought about doing this a year ago and I started working with it. I started putting it together and then I shelved it and I've brought it back. A lot of excitement around this program for teen girls. Psychology of the voice for teen girls. Two different groups, 13 to 15 and 16 to 19. I'm rolling those out ASAP. So if you want to find out more about those programs, if you have a teen girl, you can go to captivatetheroom.com forward slash girl voice. Or email me, Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y at CaptivateTheRoom.com. And yes, I've already had requests. What about Team Boy? That'll be coming next. I want to roll this one out first, get some sea legs around it. I have a feel for how the program's going to go, but this will be the first time that I've run it this way. So I'm going to run these two groups. Would love to have your teen girls join me, especially if you're familiar with my work. Give your people, your most important people, the gift of finding their voice before they're 50. Trust me on this one. I especially see with many of the women I work with, not all of them, but many of the women I work with, there's such a grief in them because they wish they'd learned what they learned here 20 years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago. And I believe that when the student is ready, the teacher comes. But, you know, heck, I mean, if the teacher can show up when you're 17, let's do it. So check that out. I'd love to work with your children just as I love to work with you. Now, today I'm going to talk about, this was a live training that I did. How can we use our voice? How do we need to, what do we need to be aware of using our voice when we use our voice during these these particular times? Everything is different. People are online now. People are trying to figure out Zoom. I just saw a video. I don't know if you've seen it. And I didn't watch it. I couldn't bear to watch it. But apparently, it was this group meeting. And I don't know if you've ever been on Zoom. If you've worked with me, I know you've been on Zoom because I teach everything. I do all my work via Zoom. But it was a group meeting. And they all had their videos on. And the woman went to the bathroom. I guess she did not realize that people could see her. So a lot of things are different. You know, a lot of people are not used to video. They're not used to audio. They're used to walking by your desk. You're used to this face-to-face thing. 
And so things have changed a lot. And there are different things, there are different ways that you want to use your voice now compared to your regular previous life. I will most likely do some on video stuff as well because I've been on video since I was 12. Worked as an actor, coach actors, coach these TV show actors out here. I'm going to try to do that as well. But the first thing that I want you to pay attention to is perception versus reception. Still to this day, it is one of the principal things that I look at with people because they are perceiving. There's two issues here. You're perceiving you're putting out one thing and they are receiving something totally different. And that is a problem. Whether it's you think you're being nice, they think you're being mean, you think you're being captivating, they think you're being boring. All of those things play into perception reception. But when it comes to communication and using your voice in high stress situations, high emotion situations, one of the things that I see people get locked up in is getting caught up in what you perceive they're doing or thinking. So we've got this first issue of what you think you're putting out is really not what they're receiving. And we need to get lined up with that. I'm not going to really spend much more time on that right now because it's a, it's a big animal. I have episodes on it. Perhaps I'll do another episode specifically on perception, reception. But where I want to focus on this, as you're using your voice in these challenging times, I don't want you to get locked up in perceiving what they're thinking and you communicating a certain way because of what you perceive they're thinking. If you do not know you do not know. I, I was working with somebody this morning and we were trying to nut out what was happening vocally and it became crystal clear they were perceiving what the person was thinking and they were making their voice choices based around that. Now more than ever, it is time for clarity in communication and articulating your message. If you do not know, ask. It's just that simple. And you have heard me talk about people that come, you know, come and work with me and all the time I hear, yeah, but what are they going to think? What are they going to do? What are they, what are they, what are they? And I always say the same thing. Did you ask them? And they always say no. And so you're working off of perception and you're altering the best version of who you really are based on what you perceive they need to hear what you perceive they're hearing, what you perceive they're thinking, what you perceive they're doing, and you don't know. So you decide what your message is and how you want to deliver it. And if you're unsure about something, all you have to do is ask. How do y'all feel about this? Are y'all upset? Did I upset you? Do, are you interested in pursuing this? Instead of, well... See, I could go back to that, that teen program that I'm rolling out, and I could have easily got locked up in a perception. I could have easily said, well, you know, I don't want to say anything because, I mean, they might think, how dare you introduce a program at this time, and, and, and I don't want to do it. And the, and the point is, you could be sitting there going, man, I wish I could find something for my teenage daughter to do. Man, I wish Tracy would roll out a teenage program. See, I don't know until I ask. 
So let's work on what are you perceiving is happening? And if you don't know, don't, don't go into perception. And if you need an answer, ask. Raw emotion. You've heard me talk about raw emotion. And I'm literally going down my checklist today. So you're going to hear point after point after point, which is not normally how I do the show. I want to spend some time on emotion. And when I did this live training, I spent a lot of time on emotion. Raw emotion will shut a subconscious down. And raw emotion, by what I, what I mean by raw emotion is tone. You know what you need to do. Okay, so there's some tone in there. You want to avoid raw emotion. So let me use a scenario right now. Tension is high. People are afraid. Let's say you're afraid. You don't want to bring that freneticness into your message because people can't handle raw emotion. Now, I'm not saying don't ever lay in raw emotion, but what we need to look at are your choices. Your choices are most importantly lining up your emotion with your words. Right now, more than ever, line up your emotion with your words. And what I mean by that, the man asks the wife, he can tell she's upset, and he says, is everything okay? And she says, I'm fine. Okay, that's raw emotion, and that emotion is not lined up with the words. This all links back to perception. I can't say what I need to say because I'm going to upset them, so you roll that raw emotion in the tone. You need to line up your emotion with your words. So instead of, I'm fine, the better choice would be, I am so upset right now, I can't even look at your face. We don't want to say that. But that's exactly where we need to go right now. Ideally, it's not that extreme of a, that's a pretty extreme example. And I like to use that example because it's, you can, it's very relatable. So let's say you, you want to let your people know you are concerned. You are afraid. That is okay. Now more than ever is the time to be real and to express how you truly feel because that is a connection point. We want to avoid raw emotion, yes. But to let people know that you're afraid, to let people know you're concerned, to let people know you apologize, to let people know you feel bad about the situation is 100% okay. In fact, it's highly desirable. Because if I feel really bad about this situation and you let me know you feel really bad about it too, that makes me feel better. Yet the world tells us no emotion, no touchy-feely, no think and feel, no nothing. Put the data out there. Data will not make us feel. What are people looking for right now? They're looking for connection. They're looking for stability. They're looking for comfort. 
They're looking for security. They're looking for camaraderie. They're looking for answers. They're looking for calm. And sometimes that calm comes in the form of you're scared too. Okay. So now is the time to reveal those emotions. And when I say that, I don't mean go all hysterical, dramatic with people. That's raw emotion or acting, bad acting. But it's okay to reveal how you feel. What becomes important is that the emotion in your voice lines up with the words that you are saying. Now, here's another piece to this. Take your moments. And you've heard me talk about taking your moments in a different way. But what I, the, the way I want to address it here is don't stay on one note of emotion. So let me give you an example. Let's say you want to apologize for something. Let's say a client is upset. Something didn't happen Everything fell apart because of what's going on and they're upset and you need to apologize and you go into the dialogue about, I'm so sorry this happened. We're not going to do it this way anymore. We've got this in place. We've got that in place. We're taking care of this. We're taking care of that. It's never going to happen again. And you stay on that note, that apologetic note from a vocal perspective the entire time. You've not shown them strength and confidence. You've shown them apology. So my question becomes, what is the moment in that dialogue where you really need me to know that you're sorry? Well, Tracy, it's on the line. I'm so sorry this happened. Okay, great. On I'm so sorry this happened, you can take an apologetic tone. I'm so sorry this happened. But I want you to know it's not going to happen again because we've got A, B, and C in place. Which makes you feel better? Well, the question becomes, what do you want them to feel? You want them to feel that they can count on you, that they can trust you, that they can believe in you? Okay. And you also want them to feel that you're really sorry that bad thing happened. Okay, great. We can have both. But what you have to do to have both is change the vocal value you are assigning. Again, it goes back to lining up your voice with your words. So when my words are, I'm so sorry, I can put that in my voice. But when I say, this is never going to happen again, what do I want you to feel? Do I want you to feel confident that I know what I'm talking about? Why in the world would I leave that apologetic tone at that moment? Does that make sense? So we want to line up emotions with words. We want to really want to avoid raw negative emotions. And I don't think of sadness as a negative emotion. I'm talking about fury. I'm talking about anger. I'm talking about irritation that will shut a subconscious down. And all of this revolves around directness. I see it so often that people feel like they're being direct. They'll say to me, oh, I'm very direct. In fact, I'm too direct. People get upset because I'm so direct. 
and I'll say, well, tell me a little bit, you know, tell me something direct. They're not being direct, not even close. They think they're direct because they have emotion in the tone and the tone is harsh. The words aren't. What do you need to say? Don't get to the other side from the outside of the circle. Get to the other side by going straight through. What do you need to say? Say it nicely. And I'll talk more about that in a minute. I'm going to talk about honey and vinegar. Well, I'll go ahead and talk about it. When you when you use a tone, get a little tone in your voice because you want them to get it. That's like drinking vinegar. It's awful. And people don't get it because that tone shuts them down subconsciously. Honey is, I can be furious at you right now, but I don't, I know that that's not how I want you to feel. And I know that's not going to serve me or you. So I'm going to go with the honey approach. And drinking honey is better than drinking vinegar. There's an old Southern saying, and I think you've heard me say it before, you can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar. Make it be a choice if you're going to roll negative or raw emotion into your tone. It is a conscious choice, not an accident. Because what happens is when you are deep and buried in those thoughts and those feelings, that emotion can come out which is why you've got to stay in the now. In the past and the future is where all the emotion is, where all the fear is, where all the everything is. You've got to stay in the now. The only way you can move the emotion out of your voice and speak in neutrality, which is your other option, you know, if you're not going to line up any emotion with words and you're not going to put any negative tone in, then what you're going to need to do is... is neutralize all the emotion out of your voice. And the only way you can do that is by being in the now, not being in the, you know what you did and not being in the, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? That's past and future. You have no power there. You need power now. And I don't mean power in a negative way, but as a leader, people are looking to you to lead. They're looking to you for authority. They're looking to, to you for comfort and all of these things. And so the only way you can stand in that power and stand in that authority is by being in the now. And that's what you've got to do. You have to stand and own. And what I mean by standing and owning is you have to know that what you are saying is honest and true for what you know in this moment and you have to own it and you stand there in the uncomfortableness of the challenging delivery, the challenging words, the challenging scenario. You stand there in the now and you own it, not in the franticness of the future or the, or the, any, or the past or anything. Now we have to stand and own And standing and owning is very much about just being still and know. You all know that scripture, be still and know that I am God. I love that scripture. And I be still and know 
is what standing and owning is about. I'm going to stand here and own. You may not like me. You may be mad at me. You may think I don't know what I'm talking about. You may think I don't understand what you what, where you're coming from, but I'm going to stand here and own. And owning also means everything is always working out. I can say this because I believe in it. Hopefully that makes sense. I wish y'all were sitting here in front of me. Uh, I would I would love to have this conversation with you live. Standing and owning is also linked to having a conversation. And what I mean by having a conversation is that's the tone you need to have with people. Because the one thing people don't need right now is for you to talk at them. Talking at people, going fast, going loud, giving orders, barking orders. That is all fear-based. That is all future-based. That is all past-based. But in the now, I can stand here and own this conversation with you. I am secure enough to have this conversation and see where you're coming from because I'm not even in the outcome. I'm not trying to control the outcome. I'm in the conversation. And people don't need to be talked at right now. People don't ever need to be talked at, but that's one of the things that we might tend to do is talk at people because we're, we're off in the past or, or back in the future, back in the past or off in the future. Watch your speed, watch your volume, have a conversation. Now you might think, well, what am I going to have a conversation about? I don't even know what I need to say. The best way to find what you need to say is Find your message. Your message is in your heart. Your message is not in your words. Your message is, I really need them to know, blank. And then talk to them from the place of what they need to know, not what you want to say. What do they need to know? What do they need to hear? And bottom line it. What is that message? Let me talk to you and let me bottom line it. Because see, what bottom lining means is the basic core message. What I really need to share with you because it's what you need to know. And what we tend to do is fill with words because of how we feel. We feel nervous. We feel uncomfortable in the silence So we start filling in with words. Words will not make them feel better. You're having to deliver bad news. You're having to let someone go. You feel terrible about that. The more words you talk at people will not change the situation and will not make them feel better. Your compassion in your tone will make them feel better better. Filling with words is a bad habit that a lot of people have. And now is the time not to fill with words because you feel bad about what you have to say. Connection phrases and I think and I feel are all great buffers to data. The world tells us not to feel and not to think and not to get too touchy-feely. That's the core of how I change people's lives is I take analytical people, thinker people, outcome-driven people, 
and I roll in touchy-feely into their voice, and that's how their worlds change. So connection phrases are phrases that include I and you. I love where you're going with that. I love that you said that. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I, you. The other buffers that we can use that help people connect with you are I think and I feel. I think that's a great idea. I think I'd like to explore that a little bit further. I feel like I feel like I'm making the right decision based on the information that I have. But your number one tool right now is empathy. Benefit of the doubt. Are you working off of history, past? Are you working off of fear, future? What's not done, what hasn't been done? Right now is the time to lean into empathy, to lean into benefit of the doubt. I know you've never gotten this right. Now, you don't say that to anybody, but I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt because I am reflecting back on what do I want you to feel? I want you to feel empowered. I want you to feel you can do it. So I don't want to bring the past into my tone and make you feel like you never get it right. Because the subconscious is going to shut that down and they're not going to get it right because they're not going to continue listening. But if I can show up from a place of you are afraid, you don't, ha- you don't know. You don't know what's happening. You don't know what's going to happen. I am the leader here. I have more information than you. How do I want you to feel? I don't want to create a false security for you. But do I want you to feel that everything is okay? Do I want you to feel that you can do it? Do I want you to feel I believe in you? Then you need to bring that into your tone. And the fastest, best way is through empathy. If you're looking to inspire people, the best way to inspire people is through vocal energy. Vocal energy is a funny thing. It's, I think it's tricky to teach because it's like, okay, what is vocal energy? Vocal energy is a raised energy in your voice. So you can think about excitement. Think about, oh, I'm really excited. When you get excited, you have more vocal energy. Now, I'm not saying go and deliver bad news with vocal energy. Not saying that at all, but do you need to rally the troops and get them excited? What inspires you more? You guys, I believe that everything is going to be okay. Everything is always working out. Or you guys, everything is going to be okay. Everything is always working out. I just ramped up the vocal energy a little bit. Which one was more inspiring? So don't forget to tap into your own feelings, your own passion, your own excitement. Now, I had a great question when I did this live training. A girl asked me about, and I, and I may not get it exactly right, but the gist of it was, what do I do when I don't want them to know how I feel? So let's say I need to inspire you, but I really don't feel good about this. Like, I'm not inspired about it. I think it's a train wreck. This goes to that example of, well, how can we line up vocally and with words to create what we need to create? And the best way to do that is literally to go straight down that center. You guys, I want to inspire you. But I'm going to tell you, 
I'm not feeling 100% about this right now. However, I am hopeful. I am hopeful, but I'm just shooting straight with you. Now, every scenario is different. You may have a scenario where you say, oh, that would never work. That would never work. I can never tell them that I don't feel good about this. I could never tell my people that. Okay, then don't tell them that. But if you try to inspire when you're not feeling inspired, they will hear that in your voice. They will hear the negative emotion bleed through. So that's the place where you need to go to neutral emotion, even if you're trying to inspire. Generally, the scenario that I just set up does not happen. The, the, I feel really negative about it, but I still have to inspire. I guess the point of what I'm trying to make here is I don't want you out there being fake. I don't want you out there acting like everything's okay when you know that everybody's going to be let go. Definitely don't do that. But is there a moment in that negativity that you can find some inspiration. I want you to dig a little deeper than you usually do. What are all the shades of emotion in your message? That goes back to moments. What moments do you need to play? Play them all. Play them all. If you need to persuade and influence The three best techniques for persuasion and influence are adding emphasis, elongation, and slower bits. But really, more than anything, and I don't know how much influence and persuasion you're going to deal with in these moments, but you are going to deal with difficult conversations. You are going to need to reveal feelings. You are going to need to think about what you want your people to feel, and use your voice accordingly. The best leaders are not afraid to reveal who they really are. The best leaders are not afraid to say what they have to say. The best leaders don't mind if you know that they might be afraid, but that they believe that everything is okay. So I know that was, I know that was an enormously long list. And maybe some of these things you already knew, maybe some of them were new to you. Don't eat the elephant. You don't have to eat the elephant all at once. Pick a couple of these based on your situation, based on the conversations that you're going to have, based on what's going on in your world, and start working with them. But the most important piece is line up your emotions with your words. Now, if you have any questions, because I know that was a lot, if you have specific scenarios where, you, where you're like, okay, but what about this? What about that? What, how do I do this? How do I do that? Send me a message. Send me an email, and I'll get you an answer. I'll either make you a little video, or I, if I can respond back in writing where it makes sense. I'm happy to do that. But ponder these things. Start implementing them. And of course, if you have teens, teen girls, make sure you check out the 
the girl voice page at captivatetheroom.com. And I hope that you're okay. I hope that wherever you are and whatever your scenario is, you are okay. Remember that your mindset really matters. And I didn't buy into that stuff for a long time. I thought it was all a little woo-woo. But when I finally did, I just want you to know it changed my entire life. It's okay to have moments of fear. It's okay to have moments of freak out. But in the end, know that everything is always working out. We don't have to know the how. In fact, we shouldn't even worry about the how. Because if we get bogged down in the how, we're trying to control the outcome. And that is another one of those right now that you cannot communicate from trying to control the outcome. You have to be in the conversation. Okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right there because I know I've thrown a lot out. But let me know. Send me a message. Let me know how you're doing. Let me know what's going on, where you're at, what you're doing, how you're holding up, how I can help. If there are any specific topics you want me to cover, you've got a lot of time at home. This is a wonderful time to learn and listen and read and all those wonderful things. Take, take your moments, literally, in your life, take your moments. All right, that's it for today. Until I see you next time, you know what to do. Get out there and speak your truth. Just do it beautifully. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes. 